Hey everyone, welcome back to the Table Church Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, we got a good show lined up for you today, but first, um, I'm doing a wedding today at Salisbury House. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. It's a friend from high school. Mm-hmm. haven't talked to him in like 20 years, um, but apparently they needed a pastor in Des Moines, and so they reached out. <laughs> I think it's more than that. I think he actually genuinely wants me to do it, and, and it's an honor, and I'm happy to do it. But it just got me thinking about what's the hottest wedding I've ever been a part of because today might today might take the cake going to be hot I'm gonna look at the weather right now do you already know what the high is supposed to be I don't Phil I'd be curious to know um 94 I think the the feels like is gonna be I mean it's quite humid right now it feels like 90 degrees and it's only 85 degrees so like it's gonna feel like about 100 ish plus Mm -hmm. degrees outside when Mm -hmm. it's time yeah it'll be scorching it will be hot I think my own wedding may have been the hottest, but today might today might take the cake. We got yeah. married at the end of June outside in Indiana, mm-hmm. and so what is we'll the, see how it what goes. is Indiana like? Is it the sunshine state like so many states? It's are? the Hoosier state. It's the Hoosier state. Right? I don't know what Hoosier means. I have no idea what a Hoosier is. <laughs> Isn't that like a part of the movie Hoosiers? Or it's like well, Hoosiers. What's a Hoosier? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Hoosiers. <laughs> What? I don't think I've ever seen it. You lived in Indiana for like I know. at least four years, right? I don't think I ever played You're basketball in Indiana to an either. Indianan? A Hoosier. A Hoosier? <laughs> yeah. I'm Googling this. What a Hoosier is? Yeah. Okay. This is where you this is why you guys come to the t- podcast to uh get some This is the hot topic. Useless information. <laughs> no offense to any no no offense to any Hoosiers out there. Oh, uh, there's probably more of you than we think okay make uh, sure it's not something like a hoosier racist or no uh, it's, maybe it's it's indiana it could have any sort of questionable origin <laughs> it's fine <laughs> a hoosier is simply a native or inhabitant of indiana that tells us nothing it tells me nothing early 19th century origin i bet it's secretly either really dumb or really derogatory yeah it has to be i shouldn't say that I just, we're both I like trying like i'm like if i know indiana <laughs> <laughs> we're both trying to like not offend indianans <laughs> i lived in indiana for Hoosiers. for years and my wife's from indiana <laughs> so i've got a little bit of credibility to be able to talk trash about indiana do you remember you probably don't remember this but there was a day phil and i like phil went to undergrad in indiana and then also you have one of your masters i'll just drop it you right. have two yeah, um one two. of your masters is from a school in indiana and i have my masters from uh wesley seminary in indiana and uh so i have spent a lot of time like there was a period of four years where i was in indiana for at least two or three weeks in the summer mm-hmm. and so i felt like i got a lot of indiana real time yeah you know and there was a day that i was <laughs> out and about in a place in Indiana, and if you're from there, maybe you'd understand, but there was a squirrel carrying around like a huge piece of garbage, <laughs> like it was a nut, and I was like, welcome to Indiana. <laughs> That's about right. That's about right. Yeah. I remember one time, uh, I think you might have been on this trip. We, we went to like a conference when we were at the Ransom. Uh, so, no, the, it was the worship it, it wasn't one you. on yeah. campus. Yeah, yeah, it was it was um 
Yeah, some other people. Anyway, we went, like, no sooner we crossed the border from Illinois into Indiana, into Indiana, where we saw this guy walking on the road, like a country road, with his shirt off, his belly hanging out, and just like a big Santa Claus beard. And I was like, I think we've arrived. Line, there's like a some sort of invisible force that once you cross from Illinois into Indiana, just you like, just know it, <laughs> you just know it. Um, I remember for the longest time I knew because uh, the Wesleyan world is small and very connected, so like I'm growing, like as I was a younger adult and things like that, I knew a lot of people that went to school in Oklahoma, but I didn't know as many people from Indiana, and then I started to know a ton of people who had gone to Indiana Wesleyan in Marion, Indiana, which is a wonderful school. Um, but and then I got to know a lot more people who are actually from Indiana and they would say all these like different things. One of my best friends grew up in Indiana. So they would say all these things about Indiana and I would be like, I don't know what that's about. And then the first trip that I took to Indiana, I had a kind of a similar moment where I was driving because you a lot of country driving in Indiana to oh, yeah. go from place to place. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just things are very isolated, like cities are very isolated, you know, it's Midwest. Um, and I remember my first trip to Indiana driving through the country, I saw things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I just remember being like, this is what they were talking about. Like it's, it, there's just like a vibe. Indiana well, is a vibe. You know, we've never gotten any angry emails about the podcast i've had some conversations but maybe this will be the one i mean maybe there's an indiana hoosier out there somewhere listening you're to this. married to a hoosier you know lots of hoosiers i know a lot of hoosiers i mean my all my in-laws are hoosiers yeah i gotta and, be careful and um like so i feel like you have a deep sense of like being able to make fun of hoosiers just a little bit because oh, yeah, you've got so much life a, experience in you a way own a, it. A you know, it's a way of life um and i am from south dakota right so i feel a certain uh, just like a bit of uh, allowance to make fun of states like indiana because i think it's pretty easy to make fun of south dakota too right yeah yeah no it's true <laughs> i am from one of those states that's very easy to mock and um, it's fu- what, what's funny though particular south, flavor south dakotans love to mock iowans and yes. i'm always just like who are you to mock iowa you're from south dakota uh-huh uh-huh and i guess at the same level you could say well, who are we to mock indiana we're from iowa <laughs> they're all just different and it's all different. equally mockable is there something about it you just gotta you gotta go there but like it's, i grew up in the country in south dakota so if you want to mock anything i mean i'm an easy target yeah so so the playing field is level so let's just have fun (laughs) like you throw it at me you put it online i don't care (laughs) (laughs) um anyway so the rushmore state hey we wanted to just if if you're listening to this right now maybe you've heard about the this is a hard switch this is gonna be a left hard left turn hard left turn maybe this is making left out of snookies turning left out of snookies yeah yeah turning left out of snookies right now with our conversation that's um that's my phrase for when something is hard (laughs) It's like turning left out of Snookies. <laughs> uh, Des Moines people let the it can supplant hear understand. It can supplant brain surgery for like well, it's not brain surgery. Well, it's or not rocket turning science. Left yeah. out of Snookies. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> maybe you've heard about the um, the baby formula shortage, and so we just wanted to put it out there that if anyone has extra baby formula, maybe your kids recently uh, aged out of baby formula. Mm-hmm. Or something. Maybe you've got some samples that you didn't use. Lots and of bags you got at the doctor. They're not expired. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, you can let us know, and we could take them from you and make sure they they get into the right hands mm-hmm. for people that that uh, 
Neither that Phil or I need baby formula, but I'm, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. we'd be happy to help them get into the hands of people who yep. do. We can play. We can be the middle people mm-hmm. on that. Yes. So let us know. Mm-hmm. because uh, it sounds like it's only going to get worse before it gets better, which is a little scary. Yeah, for anybody who's not totally caught up on that, there's just like a, there's a huge shortage in general. We were just reading about it now before we started recording, but that is really scary. I agree. If, if I had a baby and parents. I depended on that, I'd be freaking out. So yeah. there was a recall of some major, major brands. There's inflation, all the supply chain issues, all mm-hmm. the things just coming together to cause shortage right now in baby formula like workers, i don't know things like that i don't know how severe it is here in des moines i haven't been to hy V to look mm-hmm. you know but we've been getting notifications that it's bad in iowa we yeah. don't know about des moines specifically but it's scary for a parent yeah. who's got a baby um that's that's oh, terrifying not good yeah not good um so there Let you know. go uh also of course <laughs> Like there's a lot of women that also have extra breast milk in their freezer, mm-hmm. which is totally a thing. Um, I'm sure you might have a friend who needs that mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't. So um, let us know. We will be happy to inconvenience ourselves and bend over backwards to coordinate picking things up or doing things like that. We'll do it. So if you if you want to get a hold of us, let us know. All right. So today, By the way, what I just thought of this talking about the register. Have you seen the articles about Noah's Ark? The restaurant? Yeah. Um, that it like there's a family feud and it might close. The the situation happening with Noah's Ark right now here in Des Moines, which is a classic I think it was Des Moines' first Italian restaurant, maybe. And it may be the first restaurant that delivered a pizza in Des Moines. Okay. Like it's old. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably like what, seventy five years old or something. I have no it's idea. old. I have only been to Noah's Ark once. It was an experience. A friend of mine took me, a friend who grew up here, and was like, you got to go once. You got to go. And when you go, she's like, it's going to be full of old people there with their kids. So it's going to be like 80-year-old people there with their kids who are like 60. 60. And then maybe some grandkids that are high school students looking (laughs) at their phones. Like, it'll be that. It's just straight-up Italian food. And it is indescribable until you've been there inside this restaurant you would never know you'd never know um it is like a time capsule it is so many things but anyway Noah's Ark has this huge like family feud happening between like uh apparently the owners originally divided it up so that when they died it would pass on to their kids but they have like half the family controlling like the money and the, you know, ownership mm. of the property and managing all that stuff. And then the other half actually like runs the restaurant. Okay. And I think they probably did that so that people would have to like work together. And yeah, it was calculated. <laughs> it's a team building exercise <laughs> that mom and dad are forcing the kids to do. What it's become is like absolutely the next miniseries on HBO. (laughs) Like this is true crime in the making. Like everyone is watching, wondering what's going to happen. But I was, I said on Instagram this last week that this is the best way to describe Noah's Ark for here in Des Moines. If you're not from here, um, Noah's Ark is to Des Moines. What it's a small world is at Disney world. (laughs) Okay. Like it's one of those iconic classic things. You walk inside. It's like highly stylized, never changed like over the years very specific and a little bit off but like you are nostalgic for it that is Noah's Ark 
in Des Moines. Like it, it is to a T, like this very specific thing um, that's maybe a little bit past its prime, but we still like to go there sometimes. We don't want to know it's it gone. Out. We don't want to know it's gone. Yeah. But if you want to know what I'm talking about, go to Noah's Ark. You need some <laughs> try pasta. <it>. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Good to know. Well, today is the first HBO, episode of me. our... <laughs> Uh, Nerd Zone series for the summer, and I was not able to be a part of this, but Megan, you were. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you so, want to tell us what we're going to hear? Yeah. So, this is our first episode of Nerd Zone. It's Nerd Zone, the Cones of Dunshire edition. And uh, we have four fabulously, uh, what's the word? Nerdy. Well, they're nerdy, but <laughs> I was thinking more like these people are so well suited for this conversation and you will find as you listen that they're even more well suited than I thought that they would be like uh, to talk about uh, complex, you know, community based games. Okay. So, so they got deep, huh? Yeah. Cool. Like it was, it was really fun. So um, these are four people Phil and I know and love very much. They're all part of the Table Church family. Um, we're really excited for you to meet them on the podcast if you don't know them already. All right. Cool. Here we go. Episode one of Nerd Zone. Enjoy. All right. Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of Nerd Zone, the Cones of Dunshire edition. So we have some incredible people in the room. All of you have been a part of Table Church for some time, and Phil and I have gotten to know you pretty well. But for anyone who doesn't know you particularly well or who doesn't even live in Des Moines, we're going to go around and just introduce each one of you and give you a chance to kind of explain yourself. Share your name, what you do with your days, any other stuff you want to share about yourselves. And um, yeah, we'll just go ahead and get started. Lindsay, you want to start us off? Sure. So my name is Lindsay Hofulin, which um, my husband always says rhymes with no foolin' if you forget how to say it. Um, (laughs) I am a family medicine resident, which just means that I have finished medical school and I'm still in training. It's kind of like an apprenticeship. I'll be done in one year and one month, but who's counting? And (laughs) in my spare time, I enjoy all things nerdy, including very complicated board games. Fabulous. Okay, Trevor, you want to go next? My name is Trevor Zielinski. Um, I like to play a lot of games with my lovely wife, Mallory, and our two sons, Nolan and Quentin. Uh, I am a... Uh, skilled trades teacher. Um, I work at Central Campus in Des Moines teaching carpentry, electrical, and plumbing. Um, so that's how I spend my days and my evenings are spent taking care of family and playing lots of board games. Mm-hmm. I will say I will I will throw in that uh, Trevor's wife Mallory is worthy of being here for this. <laughs> One of us had to watch the boys. All right, Patrick, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, Yeah, I'm Patrick Weatherford. Um, Married, have four kids, and I spend my day as an actuary and hang out with my family after that. So Mm -hmm. the the nerdy math translates well to the the strategy games. So that's what I like to find. 
Your life is just a big strategy game. To be honest, it's true. He's very good and very vicious at them. So, <laughs> can attest. <laughs> it's the one thing that overthinking, you know, actually has like an application as a, as a board game. Yeah. Like the the higher blood pressure and just general <laughs> like anxiety related issues really pay off in <laughs> strategy games. All right, Justin, <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? Sure, Justin Pettit. And uh, let's see, during the day, I, uh, I'm an engineer, an environmental engineer, work for the state of Iowa. And um, that's pretty nerdy in itself. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I'm here because I've been trying to convince my wife uh, ever since we started dating that board games are cool and it's, it's not going well. So this is a good group for me. You did end up having a lot of kids, though, and maybe at least some of them will like to play with you. That's right. We've <laughs> got three kids. <laughs> got three kids so that, you know, Alina won't play, and we got four. That's the perfect number. Just yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, well, we're just going to kind of go around, and I think it, it would be helpful for everyone here. If you could share, now listen to me, I think it's, as a language nerd, I think it's a little bit uh, redundant, superfluous to call a game a strategy game because literally every game in, in definition must have strategy. Like you have to have strategy in order for something to be organized and not be chaos. So if it's a game, it has strategy. Even Candyland has strategy. Patrick is like, no, no, no. I haven't thought about that, but sure. <laughs> they, they all have strategy, right? Like there's no game that doesn't have some level of strategy. Okay. But we are talking about strategy games, complicated games, things where you need to like get into like another level of the matrix in order to really like conquer the system. A lot of um, uh, games where you need to kind of like a, have like a, a, deep, deep inner world, a large mind castle, if you will, that you go into and secretly inside your head, you are planning out what you are going to do um, either to take down the people around you or to just secretly amass the greatest amount of whatever the MacGuffin is so that you (laughs) can be victorious at the end. So these are like complicated games. And when this subject comes up, everybody go around, no particular order. Um, if you were going to pick any game to be playing right now, what would you be playing? Okay, I guess I will start. Mine would be Clank Acquisitions Incorporated, which is not just... So there's a base game called Clank, and then there's some different shoot-offs, but Clank Acquisitions Incorporated is like a whole other level and it's actually one of the legacy board games, if anybody mm. else knows what that means, which just means the game changes every single time you play it. <laughs> Why do you love it so much? And how did you get introduced to it? Right. So my brother actually bought it for me for my birthday this past year. And it was really special because he actually came over once a week and we had a board game night together and we'd have dinner together. 
That's and adorable. I know. And we just played it. I mean, it took, I think it's 12 weeks long and that's like two hours a night. And, um, it was just really fun. Like you play as a team of adventures and there's this storyline and everything is really funny and we got to name our own things. So like the tavern where we started was called the flagon slayer. <laughs> <laughs> It was just really, really fun. And so I think partially the human element made it really fun, just having that special time with my husband and my brother, but also just the game itself is really funny and really well done and really challenging. Amazing. Like I'm learning so many things about you already, Lindsay. I didn't yeah, know. I do. He lives five blocks from me. So <laughs> that's awesome. That is a really good point. Like complicated games that allow you the opportunity to create something together with other people is really cool. Yes. That's awesome. That's I even cute. painted the miniatures cause I was so into <laughs> it. So I've never done that before and I probably won't do it again because it was a lot of work. Yeah. And the, and in the like, you know, show notes, if Lindsay wants to photograph. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Maybe <laughs> we'll post it. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, who's next? I'll go. I'll go next because uh, my favorite right now is a similar kind of game where it's called Forgotten Waters, and it's you're basically like a group of pirates. It's like a four hour game, um, but you like get to name your own pirate, and there's like a name generator, um, and then like you and there's the game comes with like, I mean, there's different. There's like twenty five or thirty different pirates. And they all have a backstory and they all have like a history and it's, it, it incorporates like Mad Libs. So like, you're supposed to like write down, you know, like an adjective or a food or something. And then like those words get put into the backstory. And so like, you might have a pirate that like, you know, gets sick off of green beans or something, you know, and that's like becomes part of the story. Um, but then it's kind of like a choose your own adventure. So like, you're all on a team kind of together, but you're also trying to like finish out your story because as you play the game, you do different things and you get different um, like stars and you're trying to complete your const. You have a, each pirate has their own constellation. They're trying to complete their constellation. Um, and so like you're working together, but you also like are trying to figure out how you can maneuver to, to uh, finish your constellation and, um there's like you have to fight like um sea monsters and like other pirates and then there's like a storyline and it changes every time you play the game and there's an app that you have to like that walks you through it and like there's like um like a like a, a storyteller that will like narrate you through the game and like read all the different um parts of the game in, in a very piratey voice and um there's like different characters that have like different voices and stuff so it's it's really cool it's really well done um but it's a lot of fun and yeah just the like the the way it changes every time you play it is so much fun like you can play the same version of the game and like end up doing completely different things like your goal at the end of the game is still the same but it, you can completely change the way you get to it and stuff uh-huh uh-huh. That sounds okay. amazing. I feel like it's very easy to exploit the pirate voice. Like you can take that to the bank. If you yeah. make something that's quality that involves someone narrating something in a piratey voice. Yeah. People are going to eat that up. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Okay. How do you play Like, where do you go get that game? How do you get to it? How do you access that game? Uh, I got it for Christmas for my sister-in-law who also lives in town. Um, uh-huh. And so mm-hmm. she'll come over sometimes. I believe I've met your sister-in-law. She's wonderful. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's a four-hour game, we don't play it super often. But every once in a while, if she's free on a weekend night, she'll come over and we'll play around. Um, That's amazing. I think she got it like Target. Or, well, no. Oh, actually. Okay. So this is my favorite way to get new games. Her and Mallory went to uh, Mayhem Games over in university. And they just went in and they just asked the guy behind the counter. They're like, what's your favorite game? Like, we want to get a game for christmas what's what's the best game that you sell mm-hmm. and this guy no idea who he is but he was my wife said he was super super nerdy and was like this is the game that me and all my friends play like every single night it's <laughs> best it's like it's perfect in every way and so they're like okay we'll trust you like it's like when you go to the comic book store yeah or to the library and you find someone who's passionate about this and you say, here's what I want. Like, what is the best thing for me? They're going to know. Yep. Yep. It's amazing. <laughs> awesome. All right. I think that the other best way to get new board games is a board game convention, which Justin <laughs> is going to soon. What? <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow I'm leaving to go to a, a board game convention oh in St. Louis. <laughs> Jealous. Wait. So. Okay. Hold on. All right. Which convention is it? So it's called uh well, yes. So it's called Geekway. <laughs> um so it has geek in the name, so there's no questions asked. We all know. Um it's in St. Louis. So Geekway to the West, the <laughs> Gateway. Um so I went back in 2019. It was my very first uh any convention that I'd been to. Um, so it was, I think they had one last year, but it was in October. So it's normally in spring. And, uh, one of my good friends who he lives in Tennessee, he's, he's going to be there. And I, on a whim, just asked Selena, like, Hey, can we just do a vacation? I thought it was a a no for sure. And she was like, yeah, that sounds great. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going. Yeah. Um, okay. So explain this to me when you go to this convention, like, is there cosplay involved? Are there people like dressed like characters from games? What did you do there? Do you see demonstrations? Like what happens at a board game convention? Um, I would say yes to all the above that you said uh, <laughs> can happen. Um, so let's see. At this at this convention, Geekway, um, there'll be like some board game like companies that will host like uh learn sessions so like you you sign up and hey there's this brand new game out go and like learn how to play it and then they hope you you end up buying it um they have things like um fancy gaming night which is where everybody dresses up in their their best attire whether that be cosplaying or um uh whether you're just wearing like I saw somebody wearing the Dumb and Dumber like outfits the last time I was there. It was. Well, what was, are you going to wear? <laughs> oh boy, I don't know. I don't know because they're having a contest this year. Um, 
there's like one theme that's uh, like national parks theme. If you like have a national parks themed outfit, you can win something. And I think the other, because the theme of the whole thing is dinosaur. Uh, it's like, what's it called? Oh man. I can't remember what Geekway's theme is, but I know it's Jurassic Park. And so like, I think <laughs> dinosaurs is the other theme to win probably Dinosaur Island or some game of the- It's the life life. finds a game. Oh there you go. God. Life finds a game. Thank you. Don't you feel like that place is just going to be infused with like this, like group effervescence of just like everybody being together after the pandemic and like everyone just doing something like, totally normal that they love and really geek out about i feel like that room will be lit <laughs> i mean that's that's why i i'm going that's what i'm excited about you know oh, man. 2019 that's seems like forever ago but uh <laughs> it yeah was. it was forever ago wow that's incredible that is maybe incredible. we'll inspire a group of people to go next year <laughs> absolutely there's actually a, a con that happens here in des moines too so I, I had no idea. Also, I think if we we're going to publish this pretty soon, maybe there will be some people who just end up <laughs> joining you. Yeah. Cardboard caucus. It's in. Oh, October. my word. OK, that's amazing. All right. Now, Justin, <laughs> what are you playing these days? What are you into? Oh, man. Let's see. So your, your original question was if we we're playing a board game right now. Yeah. Like, what, what, like yeah. What would it be? Um, so I've been playing um, on Board Game Arena, which is a website. I've been playing Memoir 44, um, which is a, it's a war game. It's essentially like um, it's one versus one, and you play through some of the different battles that happened in World War II. There's like the Eastern Front, there's you know African, Mediterranean, uh, there's the Pacific. There's also like... Um, just the, the regular, you know, Normandy, like, uh, battle. So mm -hmm. that's what I've been doing with, with my friend online. So I, I'd say that's probably what I'm gaming the most right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have not painted those miniatures yet, but I'll be going to Lindsay <laughs> for advice. So I only painted four, not like 40. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. You have time. You'll I'm not that point. bad, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, Patrick, what are you into right now? Or if you could pick anything that you'd be playing right now, what would it be? Um, I think I think I'd, so. I have one called Food Chain Magnet, uh, and you're like in a neighborhood having competing food chains, which is pretty funny. <laughs> but um, the funny thing though is like you you have like a whole marketing like tier in the game. So, like, if you put a billboard in front of someone's house, they want your food. They have to get it. They're going to come and get it. Um, it. The marketing tier upgrades to a blimp. You eventually have a blimp, like, in here. And, like, a radio. Right. It's just because the, the theme just, I don't know, it's funny. Um, but then it's like someone might be trying to sell a lot of food. Uh, but then you can also go the route of, I don't think you're going to meet the demand of food. So, I'm going to sell one cheeseburger for $500. And the people are hungry. They'll pay whatever to get what they want it's uh it's just kind of like it's kind of a bizarre like brainwashing marketing <laughs> so i think the marketing people listening need to invest in blimps uh -huh. yes yes mm. got it that's fabulous 
how do you access this game, Patrick? Oh, you know, um, it goes in and out of print, so I don't know. But you could probably go to a board game store and say, hey, can you order this for me? And then you support like a local board game store. Mm-hmm. And which, our local which, board game which store. Which I probably didn't do, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on university. Someone already mentioned it. I forgot the name of it. Mayhem. Mayhem. Um, yes. Okay. Um, I know that there's, there's three in Ankeny now, so. What? I, yeah. Ankeny has three board game stores? Yes. Our Dungeons Gate. Dungeons Gate. <laughs> and uh, Game Castle. Oh, yes, yes. That's um, And so a lot that's of those good, places good will actually host board game nights and like yeah. open up games. So if mm-hmm. somebody's wanting to get into it in like a very low stakes way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can you like go on, buy. Yeah, you just go on their website and they say like this night's D&D night. This night's bring amazing. a board game. Yeah. Okay. So I'm still, I'm sorry. I'm like a little bit breathless. Ankeny can support three. <laughs> Ankeny can. can support a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I used to live there, so I can say I mean, that. I know. I mean, I'm aware that Ankeny can support multiples of many chains. Like there's like 18 Casey's in Ankeny alone, but um, that's amazing. That's amazing. Oh my word. Okay. So if I were to ask you this question, what's the first time that comes to mind? Do any of you have just like an epic moment of victory, like a hard fought, like glorious moment of victory in your gaming life? I see some of you absolutely nodding your head. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, I'll keep talking. Um, there's a game called Captain Sonar and it's, you play it in real time. So you do the stuff as fast as you can. It's four versus four. You're manning a submarine and like you're listening to how they move and then trying to figure out where they are on a map. That's like a like a translucent piece of, you know, back in the day with the overheads projector. Um, But I don't know. It's just like it just feels so intense because you're trying to go as fast as possible. And then like direct hit of the submarine. It's just, I don't know, very, very exciting. Yeah. So I have a story that's, it's not like typical board game that, that those of us play, but it might be a little more relatable. When I was a kid, um, we were playing, we played a lot of Monopoly growing up and we were playing Monopoly and it had kind of come down to like my sister and I, and then my, my other, I can't remember my other sister, my brother was playing, but they were like kind of on their last leg in Monopoly and I convinced them to just like give me all their their property and their money because they were like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to play this anymore. You know how Monopoly gets when you start losing. It's no fun. So I was like, all right, just give me all your stuff and then I'll beat my sister, my other sister. And they're like, okay. And so they did. And my sister got so angry that she like stormed out of the room and decided to quit playing because she didn't want to, she didn't want to lose to, to a, cheater basically so yeah and uh, clearly that left a mark i can see it in your face like yeah nobody feel bad now. feels good about that no <laughs> but i will say that's the game like but that's but that's how my family was like we that's where i got my like board game like itch was my family was just we're all super competitive and mm-hmm. hate to lose and we'd scream and yell at each other if 
if we lost sometimes growing mm-hmm. up. So. Mm-hmm. That's that's real life. Yeah. Justin, you have a story, a moment. Uh yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> so let's see, this was summer 2020. And um <laughs> because middle of pandemic, we're like, hey, we want to do this, we want to do this safe. Um, my brother-in-law, sister, my brother and uh, sister-in-law, we all got together, put up a, uh, uh, you know, folding table in our backyard. And my brother-in-law had been wanting to play Secret Hitler, uh, which I guess I should preface what that game is. Um, kind of like Captain Summer. I think Paul is laughing okay. right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Like Secret Hitler. But I'm Great. sure many people don't know what it is. Okay. Well, Secret Hitler is is a, a game of deduction, social deduction. So you have um, everybody pretending to be like they're on the good side. However, you have a couple secret Hitlers who are trying to topple the country. They want fascism to win. And so they're trying to pass these policies that will basically let fascism win. And so... Uh, it goes around and, and you have no idea who's submitting what you're just trying to guess based on how everybody's poker face is. And so, uh, so yeah, it was really intense. And um, my brother-in-law is very animated and I tried to like outdo him, um, which caused a lot of our neighbors to come outside and <laughs> watch, watch the game going on. And I had him fooled and that was the best victory. And like everybody there just has a lot of pent up emotion, you know, of every kind. It's like early in the pandemic. Everybody's been inside forever. You know, it's probably easy to just unleash. (laughs) That's amazing. It was good. It was real good. All right, Lindsay. Sorry. Um, So I started maybe my passion for board games started when I was really young because I was the youngest of pretty much my entire extended family. And so the first game we always played was Settlers of Catan. So it was literally every Christmas, Thanksgiving, like any time all of us were together with Settlers. But the best part was that nobody ever expected me to win because I was the little kid, right? And so I just would stay really, really quiet and everyone else would just be outraged over everything, you know, and then I would just, you know, be one turn away from winning and everybody would be like, oh my gosh, she has nine points. I'm like, uh-huh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, you know, very, very satisfying to be all of my brothers and cousins and everybody just by being quiet and underestimated. I feel like Catan is like that first, like slightly more complicated game that people play. Like you can start from a really young age. It's and- very accessible. Yes, it's very accessible. It's not actually that complicated once you start playing it, but it's very funny if you like shift like different friend groups that you play with, you know, like everybody kind of has like evolved to have their like secret strategy for what, like how they want to approach that game. Yes. (laughs) You can learn a lot about a person. Like I, you know, there's, there's one kid in my family that will definitely just secretly quietly go about building the longest road and ruffling no feathers. Yes. You know, that is legit. And then others who just want to collect the cards and then others who just want to like fight 
and steal and demolish other people's hopes and like <laughs> and then and then like me I'm always trying to like completely like separate myself from what everyone else is doing right you're then- you can tell who's there to make friends and who's there to win <laughs> like I just want to play my game but you will see the people who will not let you just play your game because they're like, you know, they just feel confrontational about it. So anyway, it's just like it's probably one of the most if, if you were listening and you don't really know to, where to start with all this, like Settlers of Catan, very easy game to start playing. Um, it will not take you long to figure it out. And it's you know what it takes you what, like an hour or so depends. Yeah. It depends on who you're on how many people you're playing with. <laughs> yes. So anyway, that's a good, that's a good suggestion. Okay. Before we end, I have a totally random question that I'm going to ask you that you're not prepared for. Y'all ready? Okay. Um, right now, now I find this, what I'm about to say, I'm going to preface this. The next phrase that I'm going to say, I find problematic, but you're going to know what I mean. So for everybody here, Name right now, what is your favorite, like, go-to pop culture guilty pleasure or your go-to comfort blanket? Like, right now, what are you going to other than games? (laughs) Like, what on Netflix? What, like, movie have you just seen where, like, that was, like, that was, like, you know, either your guilty pleasure or your comfort blanket? What are you going to entertainment-wise right now? If we're going the guilty pleasure route, uh, is it cake? It's really (laughs) not. It's not that hard of a concept, but yet I'm still drawn to it. Like a fly to a lamp. You cannot look away. I don't know why. Mikey Day is so bad. The way he asks, is it cake? And he's so in on the joke. Like he knows. We all know, you know, like this is as ridiculous as it looks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And yet I can't stop watching it. I don't. And I love like, I hate the phrase guilty pleasure because like, if you just enjoy something, you just enjoy it. But everybody knows what that means. That thing where you're like, there's not probably very little redemptive about this. It is just dumb or it's just whatever, but it is really like hitting the spot. So I would agree. I co-sign completely, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) Glad to know I'm not alone. It was the first time last night with the boys. (laughs) It was just like, I was like, wow, this is actually fascinating. It's like one of those things that when I can't figure out how to tell Netflix to not automatically play the like previews, you know, like if you hover and it doesn't, you know, like, I wish you could just tell it. No, like, I don't like that, but it's one of those shows that like you finished watching something, it comes up on the bottom as like, what next and it just starts playing the preview and you're like you know what i do want to know which one of those ducks is cake (laughs) i just want to see him put the knife up to the things that aren't cake right like there's always that moment that's keeps you on the edge and i mean i don't want to give anything away but there's a point at the end of the series where they have like is it cake and it's just like the towers that like the the cake has been on you know but like you can't tell which one of them is made of cake and listen it's it was real hard to tell the the pedestal (laughs) yes oh man wow (laughs) and then 
there the thing about that show that I think does have another layer that's fascinating is the guest judges come on every episode and they are all geared up to do their job and judge right and so they're all hyped up and they're getting super competitive with each other trying to decide which thing they're gonna choose like which thing are we gonna say is cake and then they realize that when they do a good job somebody's like hopes get dashed (laughs) (laughs) and then they feel terrible about it um I found that to be a surprising addition to the other day. Apparently, apparently the winner is from Des Moines too. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Spoiler it's alert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what drew me in. That's what drew me in. Yeah, there's this statute that passes. Like this thing has been out for like a couple of months. No, I watched okay. it when I had COVID. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> It's just right. If you have COVID and you can't leave the couch, that show's just right for you. <laughs> oh, man. Who's next? Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on Trish's yeah, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've been um, re-watching Schitt's Creek. Because I love it so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure everybody listening has at least a, f- a like a general familiarity with that. S C H I T T. It's a name, <laughs> proper noun. <laughs> but for the people who maybe don't know, what is the basic premise of this show, which is very funny and um, very sweet? Yes. So it's about this extremely affluent out of touch with reality family that loses everything. And the only asset they have left was a actually a joke that they bought for their son, this town called Schitt's Creek. And so they move into a motel, like a really rundown, horrible motel and they're living there and they have nothing. Um, and it's just really touching and hilarious and it's great. That is like a, that's an excellent comfort blanket show. That's up there with like Parks and Rec, you know. The um, Office. Yeah. Yeah. Something that you watch. Yeah. Just to like. New girl. Like, like let's say you watch a movie that ends up being way more violent than you signed up for. And you have that gross feeling afterwards of like, that was tense. (laughs) Horror movie lovers have all these things. Well, I need to watch a Disney movie now. <laughs> have, like the palate cleanser is what we call it in our house. <laughs> That's what we call it too. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good suggestion for anyone who's looking for like a new show that you can watch. Like, I'm a word, like a hundred episodes or something. I don't know. There's a lot of episodes. It's pretty wholesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trevor Patrick. All right, I'll go. Um, also pretty nerdy. So I've been doing a lot of studying. I don't want to think anymore. I just turn on an audiobook. Um, so I've been listening to the Wheel of Time series. They're all like 30 hour long audiobooks. And then, you know, I'm book 12 and you're like, ah, this is a lot, but oh well. If you're buying audible credit, those books are definitely yeah. worth the credit. Yes. That's what I do. I the audible credit, if I have it, it goes towards at least 30 hours of content. It's not mm-hmm. I can't do the six hour yeah. book. That's that's not enough. Yeah. Like 
I'm going to want to read like the rise of the third Reich. Cause it's like 60 hours long, you know, <laughs> those are, those are like classic nerdy literature. Like I think those have been around since what the seventies, eighties. And they were like those like brick paperbacks, like just huge books. Like they are huge. The trade paperback is probably like four inches thick. So those are, those are a classic. And there's a Netflix show. If you don't like to read, (laughs) it's not the same, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Trevor, what you got? I mean, my are the, my kind of standbys are the, the pretty typical Parks and Rec office. Mm-hmm. I do really enjoy like goofy reality TV. <laughs> Boys and I like watching Lego Masters. Um, that's a good one. Uh, Master Chef, Master Chef Junior. Um, some of the like more goofy reality TV. Mm-hmm. I also am really strange and. I'm kind of into auto racing. So sometimes if I'm really bored, I'll just turn on like old races and watch that too. Like that, you know, the outcome. Yeah. Or... <laughs> yeah. It's just but it's how they get there. It's like fascinating. Yeah. I'm sure. Wow. Like I couldn't have pegged you for that. That's like a new level. Yeah. I don't know. That's amazing. <laughs> I think you were about to call him a geek. I don't know. Like Trevor, Trevor, I've probably known the longest of all of you. And I got to say, I think this of all of you, but uh, it's like um, you're all just a bunch of onions. Like you think, you know, a person and then you learn something that just next level. That's next level. That's amazing. Are we quoting Shrek now? Ogres yeah. are like onions. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or the, uh, um, I don't know if this is gonna okay. He's basically just calling us all ogres. If I yeah. I was just about to say at least the men. <laughs> or I am quoting succession, which in the third season there's an episode where someone is calling the mother-daughter, like are are calling each other an onion. Um, that may be closer to where I got that from. Um, if I'm gonna reveal what I have been watching on Netflix. Um <laughs> I've been re-watching the show Succession, which actually is not on Netflix. I was going to say, isn't that on HBO? (laughs) But Netflix has become like, it's like the Kleenex of entertainment. Like when you say like, what are you Netflixing? You just mean like, what are you watching, you know, on online? Um, But I've been re-watching Succession, which it's either your thing or it's not, but it's really my thing. It's an incredible show. Um, and then also Lindsay, you will appreciate this. I had been speaking with Lindsay's husband about like horror movies and like series <laughs> that are awesome. And I had mentioned how much I love the show Midnight Mass, which oh. led to me rewatching the entire thing over the last couple of weeks. I'm not so. going to lie. I've thought about rewatching it too because of how much I loved it. Yes. And I watched it in like a day. Which that yeah. tells you how much of a life I have because that's like twelve hours. I actually like okay. It was when I had COVID, but I I think <laughs> I think I would have done it anyway. I watched Midnight Mass like in one sitting. Like oh yeah, beginning. Taylor fell asleep to, to end. And I kept watching it. 
And I stayed up until like I go to bed at y'all like 9:30 tops. Like I was having trouble imagining, you know, how I'm gonna stay up late enough to record this podcast. Um, <laughs> but I was so into it, I stayed up until like 3:30 in the morning and I was wide awake when it ended. Like mm-hmm. my face had melted off. I had to wait for my skin to grow back on so I could <laughs> go to bed. Like it was just insane. So um I felt that way with a show called Manifest. Like, oh, I just yeah. There's like a new season coming out and I'm like itching for it to come out. Yes. I have people in my family that watch Manifest. So I have not, I've not actually watched it myself, but I've been in the room <laughs> and it looks good. Awesome. Okay. Before we go, I just want to end on some, uh, you know, general, like, let's just like end with a nice warm, fuzzy hug. Um <laughs> Uh, this is a, let's just call this like a warm fuzzy for your pastor. How did you really quick, how did you all hear about table church in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) and how did you end up becoming a part of what we're doing here? Like, you don't have to give like a big long story, but just curiosity's sake. Huge shout out to the Andrews because mm-hmm. they both work with my wife, and that's how we heard about it. And we kind of said we should go check out that table church because we want to go back to church. And mm-hmm. so cool. And you live close by too. So that, close by. Awesome. that was part of the appeal. We drove by it all the time on Sunday mornings. <laughs> we used to go to church on Saturday nights. And so Sunday mornings we'd go places. And every time we drive by, my wife was like, we should try out that table church because that's where Kelly and Kevin go. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we're incredibly glad that you did because we love you both very much. We love all of you. Shout out, like I said, shout out to the Enders because they just kept plugging in into my wife's life and our Honestly, life. Can get away they can with go and play board games with us too. They're they're in board games too. So, <laughs> well, they live in Ankeny and there's um a lot of board game stores. So yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll go. So we started going in August. I remember because it was the state fair, mm. and we were actually we actually came with a couple of friends that came to visit us for the state fair, and um, I think Taylor found it online, and we kind of looked it up together, and we're excited about checking it out. And from the first week that we went, we were kind of like, "Yep." <laughs> and Taylor realized they needed a drummer and he likes to hit things. No, I'm just kidding. He <laughs> likes to play the drums. <laughs> and so it was like, oh, well, he's playing the drums. And now he's also going to help set up stuff on Sunday mornings. And then we just kind of <laughs> volunteered and never stopped. <laughs> That's awesome. So, and we're very yeah. happy. Yeah. Like um, the thing is like, there's a lot of people listening to this episode who aren't actually a part of the table church community, um, but they live in Des Moines. And I think it's kind of funny um, how many people find out that they know someone and um, they've been doing the thing where they're like, I don't know, that church has a lady pastor and <laughs> they made it the playhouse. There's just all these things. And immediately people are like, what in the world's going on? Um, it turns out this church is just like full of amazing people. <laughs> 
And a lot of people know Taylor because he's on the radio. So that's right. That's right. Can I, can I, um, quick that, um, like, I don't know. Do you want to give a shout out to like where he's on the radio, Lindsay? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, so Taylor is the morning show co-host and program director for life 107.1 in Des Moines. And he is amazing at it. And he, um, he's very, very good at his job. So he is, he's really good at, in fact, I just told this to Taylor, like maybe two Sundays ago, I revealed to him that before we'd ever met either of you, before you were ever like coming to table church, any of that, Phil and I had just moved to Des Moines and we were like checking out the radio scene and to each other, independent of ever thinking we'd meet you. We were like, that radio show is the best one. (laughs) I'm not biased at all, but it totally is. (laughs) So, you know, not to disparage any other radio shows in Des Moines, but that one was the best, you know, and uh, I'm just going to claim it. It definitely makes me laugh pretty much daily, multiple times. So, (laughs) you know, if you want, like, if you want to get the skinny on like what people in Des Moines are doing with their ranch dressing or or like, what they think of their pets yeah. or how they convince their kids to eat vegetables yep. or yeah. any of that you can also stream it online you don't have to be in des moines so that's right. that's right you can one thing that's ultra weird is when you get into the car on a sunday and you've just seen taylor but then he's on the radio yes always throws you off i'm but. used to it now but <laughs> 10 years ago it was weird <laughs> Is it, weird? <laughs> is it weird to be in the car with him and hear him? No, <laughs> I'm so used to it now. Like, cause he's constantly listening to the station, even when he's not on too. So I'm just kind of like, yep, this is right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, you know, cause like, you're going to go ahead and replay that funny story about that squirrel. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Best of Taylor and Jen is on, on Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> this is why I'm asking this question. Cause it is like fascinating to me to hear how people get connected to this community because I'm telling you what y'all we planted a church in a pandemic and we didn't know anybody here so it's kind of fascinating and we love you all so much okay Patrick how did you yeah um so I think I think it it might have been around George Floyd and pandemic land time um (laughs) Mara found the podcast and it was like oh wow um these people are having empathy in this situation and actually like thinking things through a little bit more. And I was like, you know, this seems like a good place. Romara was more, we should check this place out. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And we did. And it was awesome. And yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn back from it. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm glad you wouldn't. It would be yeah. like real awkward now. <laughs> no, it would be very awkward, but yeah. I don't know. I'm just, uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's we just had, um, now this is not a visual medium, but we just had a request in the chat from Lindsay for Justin to show his cat. Show my cat. Yeah, that's a really, really good so cute. Cat. He, look at how he's looking he, at you. He loves you. He, yeah, he thinks if I'm you, his mom. For those of you who cannot see this, it's a it's a boy cat, Justin. It's a boy cat, yes. Oh, yes. and he oh, has man. a little splute yeah. on his nose. I think he's oh, the secret Hitler. <laughs> Like- <laughs> <laughs> it's funny it's funny you say that because his name is Chappie because of Charlie Chaplin 
<laughs> oh my oh. gosh, that's amazing. For those of you who couldn't see, Justin's cat, Cappy, is sitting on his lap and for the longest time was just like gazing up at his face with like a he's look of slowly, love. He's been, he was on the other side of the couch and he's been slowly crawling over here just to get on the computer. So That's amazing. <laughs> Um, I mean, we probably, well, you know, I split. Yeah, um, that was the most important thing that you could share right now. <laughs> Justin, how did you and Alina hear about Table Church? How did you end up? Um, we heard Taylor was going and drumming, so we just like. <laughs> <you know. laughs> I'll tell him you said that. Uh, um, no, uh, it's a very similar kind of to what Patrick said. Um, I mean, we. When we moved here to Des Moines, that was six years ago. And we honestly just started going to the church that like my whole family uh, was going to, which I guess I should explain. My whole family basically up and moved from Illinois to Des Moines. Wow. Um, yeah, Wait, I know. Why? Really weird. Um, my brother came to Drake and uh, we visited and said, this is, this is a pretty cool place. So, yeah. Oh. We, yeah, we Megan, just... who in their right mind would move to Des Moines? Right. <laughs> I, know. Yeah. I know. That's crazy. I mean, who oh. would that? <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, um, so been going to this church that like my whole family was at. And um, I just had like over the years some some points where it was like, is this is this where we want to go? And then, you know, it was pandemic that that really kind of hit. And when of course all these different uh large shifts in how people feel about masks and how people feel about George Floyd protests happened. And, you know, uh, my wife was doing some really due diligent work and she's like, Hey, I actually found a church in Des Moines where they have people wear masks for kids. <laughs> like it's crazy. Um, so, so yeah, there you go. We started coming uh, back in November and we almost didn't even make it because we had to go around. I think it's the Des Moines half marathon. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh man, yeah, that was one heck of a Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, number one, first of all, craziest thing about those marathons is that people pay to run. What is that about? Number two, <laughs> that does kind of like really throw a wrench in everybody's Sunday plans, <laughs> but it looks fun. It looks like they're having a good time. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Like, it, I, I will say, um, I truly just asked you like out of curiosity and it does really bless my pastor heart just to get to hear. <laughs> but I think there are a lot of things that we rightly are, are discussing right now about social media and things like that. Um, and and like, it's the wild west right now. And we're figuring out what these rules should be about like how to engage with so much information all the time. Um, to the point that it can almost, it can seem as though it's like a bad thing or, uh, like not to be trusted, um, like what you encounter online. But honestly, like I have found that our online community, the people that have like found us because of our podcast or because of Instagram and things like that, it's like, been an incredible experience because Lindsay <laughs> joked about this, but we moved here and didn't know anyone. 
And it has been fascinating to get to meet so many incredible people and get to be a part of so many incredible things. Um, and it blows my mind. So I was just sitting here and I was thinking, I don't know exactly how all of you ended up coming to this community, but I'm really glad you're here. So that was awesome. Thank you for indulging me. We're Some- really glad you're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Sometimes um, it just like hits me like, gosh, I really love these people a lot. I don't even know how they found us. So that's awesome. Thank you for <laughs> taking time to share about that. So um, hands down, I think everybody in this Zoom room right now is a person that would absolutely love to discuss board games with you, discuss like online gaming with you. They might totally love to have you over unless you're weirdo. Like maybe not. Like <laughs> do a board oh, game night at the especially. ministry center. Yeah. yeah. And we have this really rad thing coming up this summer, which we have not advertised yet, but um, it's looking like we may be opening up the commons on Sunday nights. I'm waiting for one more construction project to get done. We're looking, it's looking like we might be opening up the commons on Sunday nights for like game night. Like people can just come over, mm. bring your dinner if you want to. And um, it's good. Is it going to be called Common Con? Is that- oh, oh. <laughs> I wins. don't see that creative <laughs> name in my mind. It's going to be like Sunday night at the Commons. <laughs> this is so much better. <laughs> My Evernote note is way more boring than that. That's, that's, yes, it will be called that. But yes, yeah, Sunday nights during the summer, open the comments up. People can cosplay like, as your favorite Bible character. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or Game of Thrones or Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. You can't tell a difference. I do have a Jedi cloak and a, <laughs> <laughs> a lightsaber from high school. <laughs> she says from high school but it was really a couple of years ago she's like it's from high I mean, school i still I have it <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i have one too so yeah <laughs> before we go so how many of you do have like a cosplay situation in your closet ready to go like right now Lindsay? it's not can. a cosplay it's like a halloween costume i've never gone to a con dressed as a anything so but you could i would be open to it <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun that's amazing yeah it is it is it's like when you go uh you know to the borders at midnight dressed in your cloak yes you wand. that's better it's mm-hmm. better yeah okay okay justin uh you can go ahead and circle back and fill us in on what you plan on wearing in St. Louis, or oh, send man. pictures. You know. There we go. I'll do. I'll do pictures. We'll put them on Instagram. <laughs> that's right. I won't. Won't be there this coming Sunday, but next yeah, Sunday we'll, right. we'll do the updates. So, so um, anybody listening who's like those people sound like they have a lot of friends and good times. I'm sure they'd love to hang out with you. So, um, let us know. You can email us at hello at tablechurchdsm.org if you want links or anything like that to anything that we talked about today. And um, thank you, everybody, for sharing about all of this wonderful nerdery with us. This was awesome. So um, anybody that's interested in knowing more about any of this stuff will get you the links, but I'm going to be straight with you. I am not going to go back and listen to this and then link to everything that we mentioned. It's just not that kind of show. All right. Thanks, guys.
Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.